Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. To live is gain. Sorry, let me start that over. To live is Christ and to die is gain. I once heard a song titled, Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven, but Nobody Wants to Die. I mean, there's truth to that, isn't there? This reminded me a story that uh, reminded me about a story that I heard about a pastor who started his sermon with the question to the congregation. He said, "How many of you want to go to heaven? Let me see a, ra- a show of hands." Everybody raised their hands except one old man back in the back. Pastor saw him and he said, "What's the matter, Charlie?" Don't you want to go to heaven? Charlie responded, Oh, yes, Pastor, but I thought you were asking for volunteers right now. (laughs) You know, death is a subject that few of us want to talk about, although we'll all face it one day, unless Jesus comes before then. Uh, When the Apostle Paul wrote his letter to the Philippians, he was thinking about death. He was thinking about death. He was being held in chains, a prisoner, probably in Rome, by the Emperor Nero. Now, Nero, he was a piece of work. Nero was brutal, and he delighted in putting Christians to death in creatively cruel ways, which I don't want to even talk about today. Not knowing whether he was going to live or die at any minute, the the Apostle Paul wrote these words. For me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. You see, Paul knew that there was much work for him left to do in the kingdom, spreading the gospel. He knew that the harvest was plentiful and the workers were few, and he knew For him to live meant fruitful labor ahead for him, serving Jesus. It meant fruitful labor with Jesus in him by the Holy Spirit. Jesus walking beside him and before him, leading him, guiding him. To live is Christ, the Apostle Paul says. Paul's life was centered around loving and serving the Lord Jesus Christ. So he says, I hope I live because living is great. I've got Jesus with me always. I hope I live, but to die, that's gain. To die is gain, he says. Um, So what does he mean by that? To die is gain. That's what I'm gonna look at today. To die is gain. To die means what? In this life we have Jesus and then we gain more Jesus in the next life? To live is good, but to die is better? I would say yes and yes to both of those questions. Paul was not afraid of dying because he knew that as a believer in Jesus, death was not the end of the story. 
by death, by the death of our Lord Jesus, Jesus defeated the power of death for all of us. And by, by his resurrection, he opened the way to eternal life for all who believe in him and who receive him as their savior. This is the promise to all of us who believe. To Lazarus' sister, Jesus said this, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he die, yet will he live. Jesus wants us to know these promises and he wants us to go through this life holding them dear in our hearts. He doesn't want us to live in constant fear of death. Paul wrote in another place that he came so that we would be free from lifelong bondage to fear of death. He doesn't want us to be afraid of what's coming, but he wants us to live this life fully with faith in him and in hope and great anticipation for what is to come in the next life. He wants us to know, like Paul, that for us to live is Christ and to die is gain. I want to talk about what this gain means that Paul talks about. What is it that the gain, what is it in that gain that we can expect? In other words, what will heaven be like for us when we get there by faith in Jesus? First of all, before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about the process as I see it in the scripture. And some of this that's coming up is, is a little detailed, but I want you to know these are not just my thoughts on what heaven is like. This is not just my thoughts on what the process looks like. Everything that I put in here, I took directly from the scripture so that you know, I'm not just making this stuff up. <laughs> so we know that when we die, our spirit goes home to be with the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8, the Apostle Paul wrote, to be, a, to be away from the body is to be home with the Lord. And so our spirit, when we die, our spirit goes home to be with Jesus right then. You remember what, what Jesus told uh, the thief on the cross? When the thief on the cross confessed his faith, the, the thief said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And, and Jesus said to him, truly I say to you. And when Jesus says, truly I say to you, that means you could take this to the bank, right? That's what he means when he says that. Truly I say to you, today, today, you will be with me in paradise. So when we die, our spirit goes home to be with the Lord. But that's not the end of the story. At the time of Jesus' second coming, when he comes again in glory to judge the living and the dead, like we'll say in just a little bit in the, in the Nicene Creed, when he comes, our spirit who has gone home to be with him will come with him when he comes. That's what the scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Our spirit will come with him when he comes and then he will raise our old bodies. We'll have a resurrected body then, a new body. And our spirit will unite with our new body. And then 
the old heaven and the old earth as we know it will pass away and a new heaven and a new earth will come. And then we will be with him and walk with him in our new glorified bodies, which will last forever in the new kingdom, the new earth that will also last forever and be paradise restored. Paradise lost becomes paradise restored. And you know, a lot of, I, I try to always clear this up with my hospice patients when I talk to them because a lot of them think that when we die, we spend the rest of eternity sort of like a vapor floating on a cloud with a harp. And that's not what the scripture teaches us. The scripture teaches us that we have a new body and you need a body because there's gonna be a new earth. And we'll walk with Jesus there. You know, this is what I think of when I think of heaven, the new earth. So then what can we expect when we get there? Well, we don't know everything, but God loves us so much that he wants us to know some things about what's to come. And here are some of the highlights from scripture. In heaven, we know we'll be with Jesus. We'll be in his presence and we'll walk with him and talk with him. In John chapter 14, he tells the disciples, I'll come again and take you to be with me so that where I am, you may be also. So we know we'll be with him. And then we also know from Revelation 21 that in the new earth, there will be a great city, a great city called the New Jerusalem. Revelation 21 talks about it in great detail, talks about the length and the breadth and the height of the walls of the city, the magnificent city that's adorned with jewels. And, and yes, there will be streets of gold. We learned that from Revelation 21. And then we also know that God will have a holy house there, a room, and he'll have a room some versions of the scripture say a mansion prepared by Jesus for every one of us. And in John 14, again, he says that in my father's house, there are many rooms, many mansions. And if that were not so, would I told you that I go there to prepare a place for you? So we'll have a place there personalized and made for us by the hands of the great carpenter himself, the Lord Jesus. And, and also in the new Jerusalem, there'll be a great throne there, a great throne for our great triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in Revelation 21 verses three through seven, it says that a great river will run from the throne out into the city It reminds me of that old hymn, shall we gather at the river, right? That runs by the throne of God. That's what that means. It's talking about heaven. There will be no temple there, we know, because the Lord Almighty and the Lamb are the temple. That's Revelation 21, 22. Revelation 21, 23 says, the day won't be divided anymore into night and day. 
because we won't need a sun or a moon there. Because the glory of God will give it its light. And, it's la- and the lamb is the lamp. You know, for believers in Jesus, there are a few, these are a few of the incredible blessings that we will receive there when we're there at that place in heaven. Uh, there will be no sin there because nothing unclean can enter in. There will be no sin. And there will be no devil anymore to tempt us because the devil will be destroyed once and for all. That's in Revelation 20, verse 10. There will be no hunger there, which means to me that there will be no poverty in heaven because we're going to be all royal heirs to the kingdom of God. Children of the king, there will be no tears in heaven, no sadness, there will be no death, there will be no mourning or grieving anymore because death will be gone. There will be no pain in heaven. The scripture tells us no emotional, physical pain. Paradise will be restored. We'll be walking with Jesus in the way that Adam and Eve walked with him before the fall. The way that creation was intended to be in perfect fellowship with God and in perfect fellowship with one another. Brothers and sisters, I've only listed a few things about what the scripture tells us about heaven. And I've tried to keep my own ideas out of it. It's hard to do that because everybody has their ideas of what they think heaven will be like. But I've tried to stick to what the Bible says, but I know there's so much more. And the way I know that is because the Bible tells us there is, right? No eye has seen, this is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor heart of man has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You can't get your head around how good it's going to be. But God gives us a picture of it so that we know that what's coming is marvelous, is beautiful, and it's perfect better than we can even imagine. You know, in this life, we walk by faith. And faith gives us the conviction in our hearts and the assurance about what we cannot see, that Jesus is with us and that heaven is waiting for all who believe. By faith, we know that. But when we get there, we won't need faith because we'll be walking by sight. We'll be walking and touching the glory And we'll see Jesus face to face. You know, today by faith, we're very blessed in this life. We're very blessed to have Jesus in us and to walk with us and to guide us. But the best is yet to come. We don't have to live in fear of death because for us to live is Christ and to die is gain. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.